Thanksgiving break is upon us, and we discuss the soccer approaching the holiday season. Also coming is the Champions League round of 16 draw. We discuss that, and we discuss a plethora of other things. Stay tuned. Hang on. It's top shelf. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Top Shelf Podcast. This is a footballing podcast, of course. Together with me, I have Patrick Michael Hello. and Leonard Tunier. We, we have not been together for a while, so we have a lot to talk about, a lot to dissect. We've had a few guests over the past couple of weeks, which has been really exciting for us as a podcast. But now it's back to us three, and we get to really get our, our hands dirty and dissect the football from the last couple of weeks. Um, got a lot to talk about today. But first, let's go around the room. I want to see how your life has been, You know what's good with you guys. Uh, let's start with Patrick. What's up, man? Yeah, man. Recently, I've been uh, listening a lot to, I don't know if you guys have heard it. Uh, it came out, I think, about a year ago, but uh, Black Thought made a couple albums called Streams of Thought. It's two volumes, right. volume one and two. Have you guys listened to it? I've ne- never. I'd be curious. Oh, stop. You haven't heard of Black Thought? I've never heard of it. I don't have no advantage. From the roots? Okay, he, he's heard Black Thought. He just doesn't know who Black Thought like is. Yeah, the, the MC from the roots. Yeah, I'm yeah but anyway. I'm going to okay. go with a no on that one either. So I got oh, <laughs> my God. Theo. Theo, Leo. Leo. No, I just was telling my friend named Theo. I got all these eos in my in my head. Theo, I so I don't have my black card. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'm writing down you black to, thought right you now. You need to listen to these two albums. It's the best. I mean, for my money, he's hands down the best MC of all time. And this oh. these particular albums, just like I I don't even want to talk to anybody else about <laughs> about okay. the best MC because there's uh, the first song on Volume One of Streams of of thought i got about a minute and a half in and i i literally stopped it and i couldn't listen to it for the next two days because i just couldn't even digest what happened in the first minute and a half <laughs> so but i've been up yeah i've just been listening to it non-stop all week so you both of you i think you should check it out you would both really really like it all right i'll definitely do that i got it written down right here leah what's going on man oh no doing leah. good doing good uh passed my real estate exam so there let's go yes well done on the road to to doing that so working with a brokerage right now in order to start selling houses and and you know starting to make some good money man you know getting, congrats brother thank you i appreciate it i appreciate it so a lot of work to do still a lot to do down the road but hopefully i can get to a position where I'll be happy with my career and happy with what I'm doing. So I'm excited. You know, my sister's doing that too. Really? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, she's man. studying. Uh, I think she's going to be taking her test that beginning of next month, maybe. But oh, so fantastic. get some information from you that I could pass on to her. Maybe she might appreciate something like that. Absolutely. Where's she doing? For New Jersey yeah. or New York? The, uh, North Carolina. So I guess it's different each state, huh? It is different for each state. The national right. the national exam is the same, but uh, it is different from each state. Uh, state laws right, cool. are a little different, but that's that's wonderful. Um, congratulations to her when she does pass, because I know she will. Yeah. Thanks, nice. man. And I know, you know, and I already told Leo how happy I am for him and how proud I am of him. But let's let's uh, kick it on over to, to moi. <laughs> so to my to my left, I, I am touching an old ripped out sink and my current toilet. 
and I'm in my office. So that should. So tell you're you sitting in a construction zone thing. right now, is what you're saying? I am sitting. I'm sitting in the construction zone. I'm sitting in dust and filth in my office. Um, got a little bathroom renovation going. So almost done. I'd say we're about six days out, and then uh, I'm heading over onto the East Coast, New York, and then Virginia for the holidays. So I'm real excited for that. But enough about me. Let's get started with the podcast. I mean, at this point, we're definitely taking it into a brand new conversation here because I'm, I'm about to go in left and right. All right. So if Man City happens to lose to whatever team we okay. might face at that point in time, to be honest, I would be completely and 100% okay with Pep Guardiola leaving at this moment in time after doing so much for a club and nobody in their right mind cannot Ooh. say this man has brought prosperity, um, honor, love, championship mentality to the team and the players. Nobody can take that away from him at all. But you know what? Sometimes you do need a change. I think we're coming to an end of the Pep era, and I would completely be okay right now with him leaving only, and I repeat only, due to the fact that Maurizio Pochettino is on the wings, ready to be picked up by any team at this point in time. And to be, I think, Maurizio Pochettino has the core values that Man City needs in the sense of blooding youngsters and letting them grow into a team and to become very special. I think he'll do that a lot with Phil Foden. He'll jump into the academy. He'll look and see what players can really make it into the first team and give them chances. Yes, we might have a season or two where we're like, oh, I don't know. You know, the team's not looking great. But look at Tottenham. They had like two or three seasons where they were looking great and they ended up making it to the finals of the Champions League. And they did quite well. Okay, all I'm all I'm saying, all I'm saying, uh, I know they had to beat us to get <laughs> through, and I was very upset about that. I'm still going to say it's a handball. But I think he can do a very good job of blooding youngsters, going into the academy, helping the academy out in that sense. And I think he can um, put a spring in step again. Because right now, I think we're losing that mentality a little bit. I don't think we have the same effort that we've put in the last two to three seasons. I think we're lacking that something special. I, I can't put my finger on it. Obviously, our defense is a mess, but I personally still think that we're lacking that special attacking uh, presence that we used to have in the past two, three seasons that we've lost. And I don't know where it's gone. It's like they it slipped away magically. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really can't tell you, but I'm okay with Pep coming in at this, uh, not Pep, Pochettino coming in at this point in time, taking over. And possibly doing special only if, you know, if we lose in the first round, even if we don't lose in the first round, to be honest, man, I'm okay with Pochettino coming in. I think he would be a great manager. He, the things he was lacking in Tottenham, he did not have get enough money from Daniel Levy because Daniel Levy was too busy building a stadium. Um, there's just a lot of things yep. that Pochettino can do with this team, having the budget that he's going to have, having the backing of the club like he actually would like. Um, and that can make this entire, you know, marriage beautiful. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, no, I think that uh, I would love to see what Pochettino could do with a new set of players and under a fresh set of circumstances. Like, he was stuck with those same players for what felt like th the better part of three to four years, you know? He was there five years, I think. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't any, like, I think all the best football clubs always have people ready to come into the to the team 
to push, you know, the senior players to be at their best, you know? And I feel like he never got that to, to your point, Leo, he never got that at Tottenham because of, you know, the, the, like, I agree with you, the stadium costs a whole lot of money. So they didn't have money to spend on players or whatever they, how they budgeted their money. So yeah, 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 jump in. So can I backtrack here? Pep Guardiola is still the current manager of Manchester city. What are we seeing that we don't like necessarily? Can we can we de- delve into that a little bit? I mean, this is a, a manager with an outstanding record who is um, defending the Premier League and who is arguably one of the best managers in the world. What, what's going on exactly? Yeah, I think. Well, let me. No, be- yeah, no, Leo. I was going to say something else to your point. The attack, the attacking flair of City this season, I think, is just it's it's definitely lacking. So. I, I'm starting to think. I'm starting to wonder if they don't have really a, a an outstanding striker. Aguero's been hurt, so we got to give him that too. He hasn't been in the side for a while. But there's who's getting the goals at City. They're all coming from midfield. Sterling is cold right now. There's no there. There seems to be a lack of rhythm, and I think that something has to you know as far as what he does look frustrated when I look at him. When you look at Pep sitting on the bench, so I think. I feel like Leo, the course is kind of run its course, you know, like you were saying or whatever. And, and something, he, it seems like he's out of answers. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's that bad, but. What do you think, Leo? No. And the, and the thing is we cannot go. And when we talk about these kinds of things, you know, they might've lost their rhythm. They, they don't seem as uh, their attacking prowess isn't as it was before. I mean, these are things we're seeing from the outside. We don't know what's going on in the team internally. I mean, that's something impossible to know unless you really have great connections and hopefully we will someday. Hopefully we will someday. But um, at this point in time, as, as, as Pat was saying as well, they're just starting to lose the rhythm. It, it, it might be, it might be it. It might have just run its course. The, Pep Guardiola came in. He brought enthusiasm into the team. He brought this passion into the team that really made the players believe in him and believe in the idea of just pure attacking football. And that's what they did when they lost. And guess what? We won two titles back-to-back because of it, while everybody was saying, oh, no, it can't be done. You cannot play this type of football 24-7 and expect your players to be. Well, you know what? We did it. We did it. We got back-to-back titles doing that that same thing. People were crying about saying, oh, no, you can't do it, okay? All I'm saying is at this point in time, the players seem like they've lost that enthusiasm, like they've lost that, that passion that they had in them. And I don't think it's Pep's fault. I think it just comes a time where just a simple change is needed. You can't explain it. It's not something that can be, you know, I can't calculate it. I don't know the formula for it, but it just seems like at this moment in time with Man City, there just needs to be a change. And I think Pochettino can bring back that sense of passion and enthusiasm that I think is critically lacking in this Man City team right now. I I believe um, a change is needed, but I don't think such a drastic change in uh, the removal of Pep Guardiola is needed. If If he personally wants to go and feels like his time is up i understand that but if he wants to stay i think the only way out of this for him is to bring in some fresh blood and um in in the january transfer window or at the end of the season and it is his job to keep those spirits up and to keep that motivation high in the players and if that's not happening 
Um, and we'll see that over the second half of the year uh, of the season, then we'll definitely have another conversation about whether he should be the manager. However, at this point, I think the player has the players have to step up. I think some fresh blood is needed, and um, he should be fine. Uh, that, that that's my personal opinion, but we will see. This is a big time of the year. Lots of games coming up, and this is where his managerial prowess will really be tested here. So I was just talking about the January transfer window. Let's go into that a little bit. Um, Leo, uh, I want to talk to you about what you think you might need in your team. Pat, I want to talk to you about the possible uh, transfer speculations on this Japanese kid, Minamino. I mean, Minamino. Who the kid is he? No. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, Liverpool first. Let's get off the Man City train for a little bit. We'll, we'll hop back on pretty soon. But this this guy, and I know you've done your research. I know you've seen some video, and as have I, and definitely Leo. So what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? Pat? Sorry, I was just looking something up. I think I was, t- I was talking to you last, what was it, a couple days ago? You know, and, and mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, because there's also rumors of – Liverpool wanting Sancho or, or at least, you know, being interested in him or whatever. But, you know, I think compared to, to that, a player like Minamino is going to be somebody that's going to fit perfectly into Liverpool squad, considering where they're at right now. You know, they, if you bring in a player uh, that has, you know, Sancho's capabilities and his, you know, profile, I guess, somebody that that's that big kind of already, and there's lots of expectations of him. I don't know how he gets in the squad, you know, with the front three, the way that they're playing. So to bring in somebody like Minamino, who's going to cost the club way less, there's going to be way less expectations from Liverpool, from both the player and from Klopp, giving him playing time because of the run of form Liverpool's in. You know what I mean? The work that they have to do in, in transfer windows now that they have the side that they have are players like this, that that they can kind of bring in and mold and create uh, and fit into the system so that, they can now sustain, you know, because they just signed Klopp again. They extended him through 2024. So that's like a clear statement that like Liverpool, we're like digging our heels in. You know, we need to bring in players like this that have a lot of potential that, um, you know, can Klopp can bring in and teach the way that he, you know, believes the game should be played to them while they, while they still haven't, you know, sort of gotten big ideas elsewhere, I guess. So I would like to see Minamino come in, to be quite honest with you, because he looked pretty good against us in the champions league um he was really active and lively you know somebody a player that like i'm not going to say he's coutinho but like his stature and the way he kind of like his quickness i don't know it i just like thought about that i'm not saying that that's (laughs) who he is or whatever but a player that can come in off the bench you know something like that and take time and develop i can see in a a lot of his video skills you know because you watch a little youtube you try to look up what kind of player he is he's uh, he's quick in the sense of his reactions are quick he's able to think you know very very quickly where he wants the ball to go and what player he's trying to get it to at that point in time even if it's a beautiful move done beforehand he knows exactly where the balls is gonna go and to be honest I, i mean he could be an exceptional player for Liverpool and the best part is he's the type of player that you can sit on the bench not have anybody look at at this point in time and now allow him and give him time yeah, exactly. to be able to get used to the team yep. you know Jaden uh, Sancho he would need to come into the team right away otherwise you're gonna have somebody who's very upset and very yeah, you, angry yeah you can't disrupt the bench. team like that. Okay. that that has too much potential to disrupt no. the, the squad 
Exactly. Okay. Who, who wants to pay $100 million? I mean, that's ridiculous. And to be honest, and one more thing is the fact that, listen, if I'm, if I'm Klopp, there is no way on God's green earth I would live, leave Liverpool for any other club in the world. Okay? I don't think they're really – I'm going to say this, dude. Like, I'm a Man City fan, but I still truly believe this in my heart. There is no other club like Liverpool. There's no other atmosphere – like Liverpool. I mean, I feel Liverpool all the way from here, from home when I'm watching them on TV. I feel the crowd, the people singing, everything about that place makes you want to adore and love football. It, it, I don't know. It's crazy. If, I, if I'm a clop, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can give me the next 20 years here, dude. I'm, yeah, he's going to retire there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I've done my research on Minamino extensively. Um, 24 years old, so we're not talking about a young kid. Um, from the footballing perspective. So he's not coming in to play U20, U21 matches. Um, he's not coming in to, um, you know, be be that big part player. I think he's coming in to send a message to multiple positions because that's what he plays. He plays uh, an attacking midfielder. He plays in the wings. He plays down the middle. He can, yeah, he can play all over. Yep. Yeah, he's very versatile. So I think you're going to see a lot of players – very happy with his arrival because, you know, from what I'm reading, the players are the ones who spurred this uh, transfer. The players saw him play against them and said, you no know, shit. who is this guy? We want him on our team. Yeah. I didn't, so, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So the I like that. So the, the players want him in. Um, he reminds me of uh, the Navi Keita we wanted when we first signed mm. him in the sense that he can dribble through the lines very good technically as most Japanese players are. His attitude and sportsmanship is probably, you know, through the charts because, again, Japanese players just have a certain way about them. You know, my best friend is Japanese. They are very good technically on the ball. You can see that when he's dribbling. And he's not a, he's, he's not going to shy away from the, the tricks and the flicks. Uh, I can see him integrating well in the front three or even somewhere in the, in the midfield. So um, I'm happy with the potential signing. Um, you talk about Jaden Sancho, you know, uh, as a Liverpool fan, I've waited years to be able to just snatch up um, guys like Jaden Sancho from other clubs just because, because <laughs> that's, that's what big clubs right. do. And, and um, I, I have to admit, when you asked me the question, you know, would I rather have Jaden Sancho or, or uh, Minamino, I was a little hesitant to just go for Minamino straight away. Um I think Minamino Mino is a Minamino is a better piece of business. It makes so much more However, sense for the club, yeah. From that perspective, there's so many more. Yeah. It checks so many more boxes, including finances and uh, ability to, you know. Sure. Yeah. At this point, yes, I think so. But in the summer, if this were summer right now, I would definitely be going after Jaden Sancho instead, and, and um, I would pay up for it too, just because that'd be amazing. You know, he would integrate perfectly into the squad, being English already, and then. Um, and then whatever ego he has would be immediately left at Borussia Dortmund because this is Liverpool, this is Klopp's squad. So um, I think we'd see uh, him maybe just go over the edge into the stardom that he really deserves. So, but you know that's that's still possible down the line. We'll yeah, see, we'll he's see so good on the ball, man, isn't he? He's no Takefusa yeah. Kubo. I apologize if I've said your name wrong, Kubo, Mister Kubo, sir. Who? Who's Kubo? Come on, man. Takefusa. Oh, yes. No. Yeah, the, the, the new mess. The, the Japanese mess. Right, okay. Yeah, he's not real. Right now, I think he's on loan in Mallorca. 
Interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll see about these uh, these transfer window um, happenings. Any anything to add about, from a Man City point well, of view? Guys, I got to take this a different direction real quick. Did you hear about sure. Carlos Vela to Barcelona? Get, a, hmm. get the fuck out of here, dude. That's He's what, 32? That's real. Kidding? He has an offer to join them in January. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't, I've, I haven't seen much of him. I saw him play personally a few, I think, a few months ago. Um, I, I haven't been watching him and keeping up with him as far as his uh, career goes. I mean, if this is true, I think the logic is we want a guy who's a professional slash veteran who knows the league who will fight for the team and maybe he just fits a certain mold that they're looking for. Where does for, he play though? You know? And he's got to be he's got to be cheap. He plays no, I mean I know right that. Now. I'm saying where does he play if he goes to Barcelona? Oh no, that's easy, bro. Up top on the bench. Yeah, he, he, he uh, on the bench up top though. Yeah, he plays yeah, on the he bench. On the he's bench. sitting on the bench for quite a long time. You know, hanging out, relaxing. You know, shooting some shit with his his, his Spanish spouse. No, is, is it? Would it just be like an insurance and, and policy? He's Mexican, actually, so I apologize. Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, he's, yeah. he's a backup. He's Please. an insurance policy in case somebody if, goes. If he makes that move, that's stupid to me, bro. You're not gonna play. You're not gonna be. Nobody's gonna be picking you up to go play in Champions League. You're not a Jamie Vardy who's shooting goals left and right, and you should probably be on a much better team than Leicester at this point. Yeah. You have you have to remember that he's an MLS player, so he's in the off season right now. He will, or is he? Well, yeah. So he's going to be getting his um his loan move, staying fit at Barcelona, training with them, picking up his paycheck. He's very happy because at the end of the day, he's coming back to LA. Or maybe he plays well enough and gets a transfer to some other Spanish club, a lower league club, and you know just lives out the rest of his. Days in, yeah. in Spain, in and if you're Spain. him, so I think it's a good yeah, move for absolutely. him. Absolutely, I was just going to say that you got to go if you're Vela. <laughs> like you got Barcelona wanting to pay you money to play, you know, for them. Worst comes to worst, you come back to LA, right? <laughs> Auto ticket back, yeah. no question about it. Like LAFC. Okay, when you put it that way, yeah. When when you put it that way, that makes sense. Especially if LA are going to be the ones being like, "Yeah, you can come back, dude, anytime you want." Considering nobody, they would let him walk right back through the front door to retire. Yep. So yeah, for sure. So for this next segment, I want to paint a picture. Ooh. Okay. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about the transfers that Man City needs. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna be very quick about this one, but obviously our defense is a mess, and we need a center back. And I, to be honest, I think the only center back that really you know uh, makes me feel all warm and cozy inside would be Koulibaly. Yeah. I, I would love to see Koulibaly on our team. I, I think he's extremely expensive, but he's also a very very he's good worth defender. It. And I think him and uh, Laporte in the middle, dude. There's nobody that's going to beat us ever. Uh, yeah. Again. If you're, <laughs> do you have any real? Do you have any realistic transfer? targets because i mean we're talking about the most important player on a team that just got into the champions league's round of 16 so i doubt the team is going to be letting him go anytime soon unless you pay like two hundred thousand million for him you know so damn <laughs> which you probably would realistic, <laughs> but you want realistic nathan ake yes. give me nathan ake i'll take him mm. i think he's Didn't really- he just- i like him as a player too I think- very capable as a center back, and he's speedy on the ball as well. Partnered up next to a, a solid, strong person like Laporte, who's coming back hopefully within the next month or so, as that's what he said based upon his uh, his uh, medical opinion, his own medical opinion. Thus, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but God, I hope he comes back soon. Um, yeah, but Nathan Nake is also not 
it's not possible. You got to go through Chelsea for that. You got to go through two clubs. Plus, he's um, dealing with a little bit of a niggling injury. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, honestly, if if you're Man City at this point, do you do you just go for the garbage buy? The, the any guy who comes and joins your club who plays center back, please put your hand up and come play for our club for half a season, or do you just be patient? No, first, and not buy anything. First of all, we wouldn't have to go through anybody, man. Bournemouth bought Nathan Ake. Yes, Chelsea have a buyback clause, but they bought Nathan Ake. So the only person would really have to be going through would be uh, Bournemouth. Uh, but if I was, well, yeah, I'm sorry. If, if I was Frank if, Lampard, if, if I was Frank Lampard, yes, exactly. I, I Nathan Ake back immediately. I'm not gonna lie. If especially if you guys are in the in the ring for I'm like, oh, oh, buyback clause initiated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, it just doesn't seem. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough January it's for center backs, at least, you know, unless he can get, you know, just one of those Premier League veterans who wants to come in and do the damn thing for you for a little bit. But, you know, he's going to get sold in a, a hot second. So we'll see. To we'll be see. honest, I want John Stones gone. If I could get him <laughs> right now, I would so badly. Johnny. Oh, he makes so many stupid mistakes, Johnny. man. He can't play out of the back. He makes so many. That so he cannot frequently. play out the back. I see he it makes too, Leo. so many stupid mistakes, yep. dude. And you just sit there like, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? Just like, oh, again. Are you kidding me right now? Dude, I'm screaming at the television like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> man, you saw him right there. What's wrong with you? No, I maybe that's why Pep team. I'd never want him to play. Maybe that's why Pep looks so hopeless. He's like, "There's nobody out there to buy to help us." I'm just roasting. Well, no, there's I'm, people I'm to buy, him. but they would just cost a lot of money, man. That's, that's the only problem. Yeah. Like center center backs these days, I think people have come to the realization that a center back is a good one is super valuable. Thirty times, forty times more important than having the right forward because if your defense is a shambles, I mean you're done. It doesn't matter if you have the best forward line unless you're Liverpool in the world, you're gonna get scored on left and right and lose games. Uh, having Van Dyke on your team is like. Oh my yeah, gosh. and if I were City, I would definitely try and get Koulibaly if that's at all possible. Because again, watching, oh, jumping too. back to watching Liverpool play against him, he's somebody. Tough, he's, yeah. yeah, he's he's solid back there. So that's something that. And the best part is, I think I think I saw it during a Champions League game. This might have been a regular Champions League game, <laughs> but <laughs> he told this player. So he's on the sideline trying to protect the goal, right? So he's he's basically outside the 18-yard box, and he's telling his player to go get the man on the wing. The player doesn't move. So he literally pushes his own player towards the guy. Two hands, dude. No joke. He puts his hands on his player's back and goes, Hugh! Get the fuck out there right now, dude. Let's go. Yeah, the, the, the guy almost fell over. It was hilarious. Yeah, you need somebody driving the bus if you're going to park it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, continue. What's our next step? So I wanted to uh, paint a picture for you guys for our next topic. The year is 2016. That's in the past, man. An old, an old Arsene Wenger, it's wrinkles and all, is about to leave the club. He's got 
a pretty strong squad. Pretty strong, but it's been better. He's got guys like a shitty Mesut Ozil, Aaron Ramsey, Santi, Cor- <laughs> Santi Corzola, uh, per, per murder sacker in his later stages. Uh, he's still got Hector Bellerin. The, the, listen, the list goes on, but he's leaving the club, and in comes this dashing Spaniard, uh, Unai Emery. Fast forward 2019, okay? What's going on? What What's going on question. with Arsenal, guys? Um, oh, is the, is the uh, is this squad much better than the squad that um, was left by Arsene Wenger? Number one is no. <laughs> what's going on? No, it's, what, what's going it's on? It's a phenomenal question. They're they're the one team that I definitely feel like you could look at and just genuinely, I like. I, it kind of defies any kind of explanation for me. They just look, you know, completely unlike a team should look and that they don't look like they want to be on the pitch together with each other. You know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like everyone's whining and crying. And I think that they lead the league. They lead the premier league in guys that you don't know why they're still out there on the pitch compared to every other squad. I'm just like, I watch Granite Shaka play. I'm like, what is he doing out there? I watch Socrates play. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this guy, I, he makes, I don't know. He makes me laugh. And then also David Luiz, I'm like, there's moments where I'm just like, what is he doing out there still? Just getting run past. There's no defensive unity. They lack any sort of semblance of the ability to prevent the opposition from doing anything against them. You know, and they're just, you know, you saw like Unai Emery, there were so many times when they played Liverpool a bunch. I remember just watching Trent, Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson just run up and down the wings because he was playing in this shape that was like <laughs> just placated to the strengths of Liverpool in a way that's just like I don't know what you're trying to do like but it's clearly not it hasn't been working you know and somebody just to stick with that and then just watch like the players lose faith in him and now the players are just like all apathetic is what it feels like and I just I just genuinely wonder mm. you know they need to like you said you mentioned Mesut Ozil I'm like what is what's he doing out there still like he's still living off of his performance in that World Cup for Germany. Like he he played that tournament and then he just mm-hmm. fucking chilled for the rest of his career. I feel like, you know, and yeah, Obama Yang gets goals. It's about it. But people talk about his attitude being poor. Also, I have no idea. Well, that's because he's on a team that's based barely scraping by with wins. Number yeah. one, number two. You, listen, let's go. We, let's go back to David Luiz because this has got to be one of the most interesting transfers I've seen in a while. The man is calamitous. All right, he is not good calamitous, at defending. Man. Yes, he's not good at defending no, at agree. all. The man is a mistake waiting to happen. And to be honest, I just don't think he's a center back. You can put him in the center. You can put him in midfield. Put him as a CDM. I don't understand why teams consistently try to put David Luiz as a center back. The man sucks as a center back. All right, he, he, he's horrible. Take him out of center back, put him in the center of midfield as a center defensive midfielder, and you've got a great player on your hands. But there is no reason he should be a center back for, at all. He makes too many mistakes. He's basically like John Stones on my team, dude. No, get him off the team. Well, you know they're, they're sitting in ninth right now. The, they got twenty two points in fifth place. Believe it or not, at Sheffield United. Uh, with 25 points. So they're not very far off 
uh, of a Champions League spot. Chelsea with 29 points. They could. They look like the most hopeless, though. Yes, to get that. Yeah, you know, I agree. But do you, um, you know, what, what are they going to do about their manager? You know, are they going to keep Freddie at the helm, or are things going to change? You know, what do you guys think? Enchilati. Well, I've got one word. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's I've got the the odds right here, according mm. to. Uh, I guess some some bookies out there in in England, but okay. so the odds right now leading the top in the charts is your boy Leo Mikel Arteta at ten to three. Hmm. Okay. Freddie okay. Freddie Lundberg actually is second at five to one. Marcelino eleven to two, and then Patrick Vieira at seven to one. Ancelotti's down there. Rafa Benitez is down there. Pochettino's down there, but they're pretty. It seems like the bookies are making them long shots. So. Seems like Arteta's the Rafa. favorite, and I feel I bring back Roth. Yeah, interesting. I thought that too. Yeah, there's a lot of guys on there. You're just not going to get um, Mikel Arteta. Really raises an eyebrow for me because would he leave Man City in such an important part of their season? Would he leave Pep's side? Um, Absolutely. Man, that's a be, sign that Pep is out for, for sure. If Arteta leaves. Pep. Yeah, I think that's a sign that are you, Pep would are be out. Are you kidding me? No, no, guys, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Their relationship is beautiful. I'm telling you right now, Pep Guardiola would shake this man's hand and be like, "It's your time. You're ready." Hell no. Don't say that he's good. Yes, <laughs> hell yes. To man. Arsenal, man. Yeah, yeah. To Art, yes, yes. He would be like, "It's your time. You can do this. Go ahead." He would give him his blessing. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, if I'm trying Pep to say that Pep would be angry, or or no. Mikel Arteta would be like, if Mikel Arteta's leaving, then Pep's really in trouble. No, no he's not. No, no, no. If he I, would give him his blessing. I'm telling if you, I'm Pep, give him his blessing. I'm saying I need my right hand man for the rest of the season. I love you, man. You can do whatever you want after the season, but you need to stay with me for the rest of the season. Where am I going to replace Mikel Arteta right now? I can't. Um, I'm selfish. I need to. I need him by my side for the rest of the season. If I'm Pep Guardiola, and especially to a, a not a rival, I guess, but to a team that they could be that could be sniffing down their backside in a few weeks if things don't go right. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I also <laughs> read. Sniffing down anybody's backside. I also read. You know who else they're talking to? Yeah. Or they want to? Is a rumor is that they're uh, talking to um, Nuno Espirito Santo. Hmm. From Wolves, but you know, if I were him, he's like God level at Wolves. Like it sounds like a prayer. Him. Sounds like a prayer. Isn't yeah, it, it kind of does. But I think he's God level at Wolves. The way that he's taken them from into the Premier League, and like he's constantly, he's really right below that top shelf of teams. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, if I were him, I'm not leaving that job. Yeah, it's basically Marco Bizla, um at Leeds. Bielsa, excuse Bielsa, yeah. me. Mr. Bielsa at Leeds. Uh, man's God level over there. Everybody loves him. They talk about him. Well, hopefully he wins the 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 championship this year and comes up. But I would love to see Leeds back in the Premier League. That would be really interesting. I was hoping for that earlier this year. But, you know, it is what it is. And oh, such see. a good name, too. You always got to play Leeds in the Premier League, Bielsa. right? Like You always got to play Leeds. It just feels right. sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, any other comments on, um, you know, just managers, rumors being thrown around? You know, I mean, we got Klopp digging in his heels. Pep, from Leo's point of view, is on his way out, or at least Leo wouldn't be too sad. And I want to go back to that for a second. Do you really feel that Mauricio Pochettino um, is the answer? Because historically, since the buyout, 
Man City is used to veteran, proven managers and who can come in and do the job for three to four years, win trophies, and come out. Mauricio Pochettino is not necessarily that guy. Are you ready to – and you were you, the way you were speaking before, Leo, almost sounded like you're ready to rebuild. You know, am, am I hearing you correctly in that you're ready to scrap and, and start over and settle for a seventh-place finish next year just to see the youngsters get blooded and blah, 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 blah? I'm not ready to, but the thing is that we're not really scrapping the team. I mean, there are some old heads on the team for sure, but I mean, Leroy Sané is leaving, which is unfortunate. Raheem Sterling is going to be there for quite some time. Rodri just got, uh, Fernandinho basically just got replaced with Rodri. Our center backs aren't looking too good at all, except for one, Laporte. Otamendi is close to 30 years old now. Thankfully, we got Jao Cancelo's 25 for Kyle Walker, who's reaching a 29 at this point in time. Uh, we don't really know what we're doing with our left back position because Angelino just keeps getting beaten left and right. Uh, Mendy, I don't even know if this man can stay fit for a full season without his knee swelling up. I, I, all I'm saying is that I personally think that the passion this team used to have before is lacking greatly. And sometimes you just need a change. It's not that you want to change. You actually need a change. You need that new manager to come in and just give you that new type of hope. Maybe you're just tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is that I would personally love to see somebody come in who's finally willing to really use the academy that we've built. We spent $200 million on this academy, okay? Ooh. And I've barely seen any players really come through and make it into the first team. They, sell, they sell a lot of their academy players. And they do, and they make a fantastic profit. Yeah, that's how they business. make a lot of money. Football is a business. They make a lot of money doing that. But what I would really like to see is people like Phil Foden, people like Eric Garcia come in. And God, dude, I said this. Caleb, you remember me talking about this before we started this podcast. I said letting go of Jaden Sancho was retarded. Okay, and guess what happens? Now this man is worth $100 million, and now there's talks about us trying to buy him back when we already had him. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. All yeah. you needed to do was give him a chance, a real chance. And I'm tired of managers not giving their academies chances. Like, mother of God, we have an amazing Ooh. academy. We've built an amazing academy. Give them a chance. Yes, back in the day, I wanted immediate success. There's no mm. doubt about it. I can't say any other words other than that because who doesn't want immediate success, dude? Who doesn't, all right? I'm seeing, you know, Liverpool doing great and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you guys didn't really win anything at that point in time, but you guys were still looking great. Uh, you got Manchester United winning awards, Chelsea, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I wanted immediate success like everybody else because I wanted everybody to consider Manchester City one of the big boys. And you know what? Finally, we are, but it, it's come to a time now for me and I think for the club guys let's think about building this academy more let's think about looking within our academy players I mean we go after all this amazing talent let's actually use them for once I'd love to see us actually use this talent for once and seeing if we can find the next Ronaldo the next Messi the next Pele the next Maradona all right. These are things that, that will probably never happen again for another 70, 80 years. And we might be old as hell before we see players like this again. But yeah, damn, we think about we think about how, how Pep said about like Foden, you know, it was like one of the rare Academy products that, you know, stuck around. 
that he's the best player that he ever seen. Like, I, I heard him say that. I was, yeah, you know, I was kind of like, what does that even mean? You know, like exactly. you've seen, seen like legend, like you've seen let, you know. So I, I keep raising this issue. I don't know who's going to be, be playing striker for them. Jesus, but again, I, I think I've somebody said, better. Oh, than Jesus. Calm down, man. Calm down. We've said this. We've talked about this. <laughs> Jesus is a great and fantastic player, but I'm I'm really not sure that Pep trusts him in the way that he trusts Aguero to show up at every game. Uh, yeah. Jesus can go missing. Yeah, Jesus. Well, that's your that's your problem right there. Pep's trust. You know, this is why we're having this conversation. You know, this is why the, the youth never came through under him. This is why Phil Foden is stagnant on the bench. There's a trust thing here that my manager, Klopp, did last year and alienated a bunch of players. Um, not a bunch of players, one player in particular, Nathaniel Klein. This is my example that I always use. But, you know, a lack of rotation and a lack of trying out the youth will create disdain amongst the squad, I believe. And I think maybe... Possibly that's what you're dealing with here at Man City. Um, it's uh, it's sad that Phil, the, the Phil Foden situation, I think, personally. It's sad that the striker situation because these are all um, things that, Cla- uh, that Pep Guardiola uh, has kind of neglected over the years because he was too busy winning championships. However, now these are small details that are starting to bite him in the ass. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, you know, I was just looking up. I'm stuck on this Jesus thing, man. I'm like, I don't understand how you, how City's supposed to be getting goals, you know, with an aging Aguero, who's again super solid, and yeah. because I feel like so much of what any manager gets graded on is goals. Like, if you have a squad that's scoring goals, chances are that as a manager you're going to be looked upon like pretty favorably, right? So like, mm-hmm. and things life is easy, you know, you're scoring goals and everybody's happy. You know, but then you get stuck in this in this spot where you get where you've got these two strikers that can't go out there and get you a goal. You know what I mean? I, I feel like nobody's mentioning this because obviously it's tough to talk about it with Aguero's record and everything. And Jesus gets a lot of you know praise, and he's you know playing. He's starting for the Brazilian national side, you know, so that says something. But when you look at his scoring record and he's scoring goals against Shakhtar and like Zagreb, and then he goes missing to your point, Leo, for like three games, four games. And he scores against Everton and Crystal Palace, you know, and then there's nothing. And it's just like City, if they're going to be the top upper echelon, I feel like that's why Pep feels stuck because there's nobody out there for him to to, to work with or, the, you know, the ship has sailed, I guess, so to speak, metaphorically. Yeah, and you know who you could use right now, Leo? A third striker. You know, that that's something I've been saying for a while. Most teams have two to three strikers, three uh, to be safe, or at least someone who could slot in and play striker. And this is where Eden Zeko basically w- wins you the Premier League in 2000, whatever it is. Oh my um, gosh, dude. I st- I, you know, I cried when we won that title. I cried, man. Well, I know um, you did, but you know, oh you, had, you had three strikers that season. You had three strikers that season. You had depth. Everyone put in a shift. And everyone was responsible for that season, uh, that season's triumph. So um, I just, I just don't see the same type of love and like, you know, spreading the love atmosphere you know, from from a Pep that I saw in that season. And that, um, yeah, I, I'm going to be watching them very closely. I, I've watched, I've been watching them intently throughout this season, and I'm going to be watching close, uh, especially Champions League. This is a team that I feel is at a crossroads in Man City. Um, they can either do what Leo's saying and maybe 
go for a tiny rebuild, bring in a new manager, or they can stick it out with Pep and we can see what Pep has left in the tank. And I'm really excited to see what happens To be next. honest, I, I, and you know another reason why I really want Maurizio Pochettino to come? Um, I mean, this is just a dream. I don't think it'll, oh, if this could happen. Imagine Pochettino who found my man, my English love, Harry Kane. Imagine Harry Kane replacing Aguero at Man City, dude. Wow. Look at that front. Look how different that front three is. Look how different that front three is. Instantly. Oh my God. Instantly. That's my point. Harry Kane up front and and Phil Foden actually getting a chance because Pochettino has a a, a record. And this is a proven record of going down into his academy. He brought... Harry Kane up, and look what Harry Kane is doing, dude. He would play Phil Foden all the time like he did for Harry Winks. I'm just saying, I want Pochettino. I think he would be great for Man City. Thankfully, this man would not have a stupid-ass budget. He would be able to spend the money that he needs to build the team that he actually wants. And that's the problem. I've never seen Pochettino actually build the team he wants because he's always had these stumbling blocks with Daniel Levy. But if he gets... A budget like ours? I want to see what he can do with it. Hell, just for a damn experiment, I want to see what he can do with it. For the fun of it. For the fun of football. I want to see what what Pochettino can do with a full For the sake of football. Just for the hell of it. Just for the sake of football, dude. For the sake of football, I want to see what this man can do with a full budget. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to leave it there. I mean, um, we got the December 16th Champions League round of 16 draw coming up. Uh, we're definitely going to have a podcast after that discussing the, the matchups and what we've gotten as, as uh, Liverpool and Manchester City fans, respectively. And then we're going to take a trip around Europe to see what the other draws look like and possible predictions for a Champions League winner. Because this is when Ooh. things start really shaping up, you know. So, um, you know. Yeah, the dude, knockout rounds are fun, man. Yeah, knockout rounds are great. Can't wait for my Liverpool European Knights, or European royalty, coming off of the uh, Let's go, baby. The big win last year. but. We're just trying to, to keep it going, and I think it's going to be a very exciting holiday season. So Liverpool for, aren't the favorites to win it. Did you know that? The yo, bookies yeah, listen, still have listen, City as the favorites to win You guys were just lucky to win it. I don't understand no, but yo. Defending listen, champions, leading, leading the, they were, leading they the were league, leading to, the Premier League no, by a lot. No, they were and lucky to win it fake, last year because Tottenham got that stupid-ass goal from Lorente, and we would have been there facing them in the Champions League final. And I'm telling you, it would have been a much better match. It would have been a whole different story, dude. Whole different story. Oh, yeah. But because, uh, And, dude, you when I, listen to me. That, that goal that um, it was Sterling scored that was offside because Aguero was offside. Here I am, dude, at the bar watching this game. There's like two minutes left on the clock, all right? And I'm, I'm biting my nails. I'm, 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 I'm about to cry. I'm, 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 my heart is beating fast as hell. He, I see Aguero get the ball. I'm like, oh my God, please, this is about to happen. Is this really about to happen? Is this about to be a miracle? Sterling scores that goal, dude. I'm in the bar screaming, throwing my shirt in the air like, yes, yes, yes. My emotions were were something I couldn't even describe to you at this point. And then all of a sudden, I see VAR offside. And, and dude, plummet. <laughs> Everything just plummeted for me. Everything in my world plummeted. But VAR, yeah. Anyway, that's the it. That's VAR. It Got you again. Got you again. <laughs> well, from all of us here at Top Shelf, have a good 
week before the holiday season. Hopefully, we'll see you again before Christmas. Talk about that Champions League draw. So, um, have a good day, guys. I'll see you next time. All right, love y'all. Got a little bit of spirit in my cup between my fingers It's a fat blood, looks like how I lift my spirits up Elevate until I'm chilling on the ceiling, feeling free Don't you wish that you could feel like me? Hey, I don't got swagger for days, but I got half a millennium What I lack in name to make it tenfold and charisma make room